listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 30. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode, mostly because I was out of the country for about three weeks. Um, I was visiting Portugal and totally not doing anything involving software development or computers or anything. Uh, so um, it was a, an amazing time. It was so exciting to be there, and uh, I can't wait to go back. Uh, but uh, now I'm back into the swing of things, uh, back to work, back into iOS and uh, Swift, and so uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity now that things have kind of settled down since I've gotten back. Uh, well, I guess they haven't really settled down, but uh, they've uh, it, things have been crazy busy. But at least I feel like I'm kind of back into the swing of things after having been away for such a long time. The last time that I recorded was right before WWDC, and uh, I actually did end up going down to San Jose uh, on the the day of the keynote. And uh, that was a great experience. I watched the keynote there at AltConf, and uh, there with, I don't know, 900 other developers uh, watched Apple introduce new things and uh, to be completely blown away by things like uh, Swift UI. And uh, so it was just an amazing experience. And then I literally left uh, on vacation the week following um, after WWDC, it was pedal to the metal just to get my, uh, things wrapped up so that I could get my, the work, the things that I was working on done so that I could then go on this long vacation, which was awesome. And, uh, so, uh, it was, I, I think this is something that maybe we should talk about. Uh, I was going to talk about it some other time, but maybe we should just talk about it now that, uh, it really is good, uh, to, take these breaks and disconnect from from things because uh, you begin to appreciate other things in life, your family, not that you don't normally appreciate those, but um, being disconnected from your work and technology uh, really helps to sort of solidify or reaffirm some of the other things that you might, might have in your life that uh, be that tend to get obscured or overshadowed by, uh, by your work. And, uh, not that your work is bad necessarily, at least I hope not. Um, if it is, then you should get out of your job and do something else. Um, but if you love your job in the main and, uh, you enjoy doing what you're doing, it still can be advantageous to step aside, uh, for a little bit or for a long bit and, uh, and, and disconnect from it and then come back. Uh, I know for me, it was super beneficial to be able to come back. The, the downside is that being away for that long, then uh, you forget some things. Uh, it's, you have to have sort of a, a ramp up period. Uh, as it turns out, the project that I'm working on, the product that I'm working on uh, the, with the, a very large team, uh, they made a lot of progress on, uh, the, on the, the app. And so um, when I came back, a lot of things were different. And that's just one of the, the kind of the downsides is, is wrapping your head around what all has changed. Um, and so, you know, that, that can be a challenge, but in all in all, it's an excellent experience to be able to go travel and go experience amazing things and then, uh, sort of rejuvenate yourself 
especially if you're feeling um, overloaded right now. So maybe that's something you can think about. Um, so anyway, we took that, took the trip to Portugal, saw amazing things, and uh, had great experiences. And now, now I'm back. Um, I did want to follow up on a couple things. Uh, on the other recording that I did, I noticed that I had a lot of chair noise. Um, and I, I, for some reason, my chair was really squeaky that day, and I'm not sure exactly why, and it was really bothering me. Hopefully it didn't bother you too much, but I just wanted to follow up and, and apologize for that. Hopefully it won't be as much of a problem going forward. Um, the other thing too, is that I think, uh, I, I don't know if it gave the wrong impression. Um, but I, I just wanted to um, make sure that it didn't. In the last episode, uh, it was all about brand experience and uh, the fact that it was sort of uh, a superset, uh, maybe more important than just your user experience. But I just wanted to clarify that even though you want to focus on your brand experience, uh, whatever that is, um, you still need to have a good user experience. So don't neglect that. Um, the amount of uh, customer service that you do uh, it, it is valuable, but you don't want to sacrifice a poor user experience and then try to make up for it with good customer service uh, or good customer experience. Uh, so I didn't want to give the wrong impression of what I was saying uh, on that uh, particular topic because you still need a good user experience, so good UX. Uh, the other thing too, I wanted to have a little correction because I think I may have misspoke about 100 days of code um, there, I just, the correction was that technically it's, uh, Alexander Calloway, who is the creator of hundred days of code. I, I think I may have, uh, sort of spoke and said that it was, uh, a factor of, um, the free code camp, but it isn't, I, as I understand it, it's not necessarily put on by free code camp, but it is, uh, in indoors or they, they talk a lot about hundred days of code. So it's a, it's a separate thing. Uh, so that's, that's it for follow-up for this week. Uh, the, I did want to talk about some things. Um, obviously what's on everybody's mind is WWDC. Uh, it's been just over a month now. Uh, I'm recording on July 19th, so it's about a month and, you know, a week or so and, uh, maybe two. And, but one of the things that you might be feeling is that if you're not doing Swift UI and if you're not immersed in the new, the new stuff like combine, and you're not adapting your iPad for catalyst right now, uh, that you're losing out, you're missing out on something. And you are for sure, because those are the new things that Apple wants us to be learning. Um, but things like Swift UI and combine, remember that, uh, while internally at Apple, they've been, they've been working on these things for quite some time, five years plus. But, uh, the, thing for us to remember is that, that they're relatively new, right? They just got released. And just as when Swift was released, it's going to go through changes. So it's very good for you to learn about what Swift UI is and to experiment with it and play with it. But the, the important thing is to not get hung up on the fact that you, uh, feel like you're, uh, perhaps falling behind. 
Um, it may feel that way, like everyone else around you is doing these things, but uh, I guarantee you not everyone is doing it. There is uh, there are a lot of people who are, who are really trying to get on the uh, the leading edge of uh, of the technologies. Many many do it because they are trying to teach other people, so it's important for them to learn how to do it. Others just really like playing with the new stuff. So um, if you have a product that you're working on and you are working very well with it with UIKit and you feel like you can't really set it down to go look at this new stuff, don't feel bad. Um, in fact, there is a great wrap-up article, and I'll put this in the show notes, a, a great wrap-up article that uh, is on nshipster.com, and it's WWDC 2019. And it's a nice summary of all the things that happened at uh, WWDC 2019. And um, I, I think... Not only does it summarize a lot of the things that that were released and that are of interest to us as iOS developers, um, but the, for me, the the biggest and most important thing was the last section, um, the or at least the, sort of the last major section, which is called "Mind the Enthusiasm Gap." And uh, the thing I appreciate about this particular article is, or the section of the article, is that it says here. I'm just going to quote it. It says, "At the time of." At the time of writing, SwiftUI has been public for, what, like a week? And yet, if you haven't spent every waking hour playing with SwiftUI, you might have the impression that you're already too late. So you may be feeling that way. Uh, so the, it was great that they brought this out. And then it says, before you drop everything to catch up on session videos or start to feel bad for falling behind, in quotes, remember that we've been here before. The Swift programming language took a long time to become viable for app development. Years. Today, Swift 5 is barely recognizable from what we first saw in 2014. All of those developers who rushed to learn it when it first came out, myself included, how many of us look back on all that code churn fondly? How many teams would have been better off holding on to their Objective-C code bases for a few more years instead of deciding to write everything from scratch at the first chance? By all means, try out Xcode 11 on the latest macOS Catalina beta to appreciate the full extent of its live canvas. It's insanely great, but don't feel beholden to it. Don't upend your work for the sake of staying ahead of the curve. There are plenty of other things that you can focus on now that will have a more immediate impact on your users and your own career. So I, that was a long passage. Hopefully I didn't bore you too much by reading this, but I thought it was really good to recognize the fact that uh, we we sometimes feel like we have to be on the bleeding edge. We have to get everything, uh, absorb everything, learn everything, do the videos, do the tutorials. And it is important to do that, definitely. But um, there are more important things uh, as, as well. And uh, so hopefully you can get a chance to look at SwiftUI. I've only looked at it a little bit. And uh, so I fall into this category as well. Uh, I, and I, and when I read this article, it made me feel so much better. So hopefully you can check that article out and uh, hopefully it'll make you feel better too. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about, um, is about, uh, the user experience of something that it's been around for a while, but it's just something that I really thought was awesome. Uh, when I first discovered it and it's been a while, this has been on my list to chat about, but it is uh, pretty amazing. So the workout app now 
in uh, at least in WatchOS 5, and I, I think they've probably made improvements on it in WatchOS 6. Uh, the fact that it detects that you are doing a workout, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to learn about. But when you experience it, it is like magic. Uh, it's amazing. Because not only does it detect that you are in the midst of a workout or perhaps you're taking a walk, this happens to me uh, from time to time where I forget to turn on my outdoor walk workout and I just kind of go out the door and go for a walk. And then uh, it's amazing because Apple Watch detects after about 10 minutes consistently that I'm going, I've gone for a walk. And it says, hey, it looks like you're out for a walk. Shall I go ahead and start that for you? And what's great is, and I didn't really realize this the first time it happened, but it not only recognized that I was doing the walk, but when it started the the timer, it already had been detecting how that I was walking. So it was able to start the timer at about the 10 minute mark uh, or maybe it was exactly the 10 minute mark. I'm not sure. But at any rate, uh, it already accounted for the elapsed time that had gone by. And to me, that was an amazing user experience. It was such a nice touch and it's really, really cool. And, um, it, I think that is something that we can learn from another great experience. I may have already talked about this before is, uh, Joe Chaplinsky's app Recaf. It also will remind you and it kind of um, in unobtrusively will ask you, oh, um, hey, by the way, usually you track your caffeine intake by now. Um, would you like to do that now? And uh, also on the watch, it's got a nice little UI for that too. Um, so those two, two examples of the workout app and Recaf um, show how we can be introducing sort of I don't know if it's necessarily an AI component. Uh, it might be in the Apple Watch side. I'm not sure if Joe would um, classify it as that. But uh, at any rate, what's what's nice is that it's this sort of intelligent monitoring of uh, how things are are going, and then and then uh, just asking the user, "Hey, do you want to take action on this?" So that's something I think that we can learn from uh, using those examples and not be annoying about it because there are examples of, uh, you know, of, of being, um, of getting in the way. And uh, so I, I think the, the main takeaway is to be able to do this in a way that is, is helpful and uh, not, not annoying. And the other thing that is great about uh, Joe's app uh, about recaf is that not only does it do this detection and ask you, but it does it in such a way that it will ignore weekends. Um, if you are typically doing it during the week, it won't ask you on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, if you want to, uh, to add your, your coffee intake. And that surprised me because I missed it when it, when it didn't ask me, uh, on the weekend, I thought, Hmm, that's odd. Um, and then I noticed then on Monday it picked right up. And again, I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting that it knows your patterns. So, um, so at some point it'd be nice to chat to Joe about that. And so maybe I'll, uh, arrange a, a special, um, episode if he's willing to come on and, uh, and chat about that. Cause I think that's really cool. Um, I think that is pretty much all we have time for in this episode. I think I, uh, went on a little bit 
longer than I expected on the whole WWDC thing. Uh, I still have some other topics to to talk about that I've been putting off, and and we'll get to those hopefully next week. And uh, otherwise, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time on iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there, so we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iosdevbreak, and there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break, and until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic.